Faith and Fandom Friday Feedback. Uh, this is a weekly show of me just going over the news. And I say this every time, but realistically, I hope you don't have to depend on me for your news. But I'm grateful that you would give me the chance. So, gracias. Um, I've got comments up if you're uh, watching this on Facebook Live, if you want to ask any questions or comment on what's going on. But yeah, let's jump right into it. I know we all have places to be, probably. Um, so first off, let's go back to the Christmas uh, weekend box office. For the first time ever, one movie studio held the top three spots for the Christmas week. Uh, Warner Brothers held the top three spots in cinema uh, for the week of Christmas with Wonka, The Color Purple, and Aquaman 2. And that's a pretty big, uh, you know... <laughs> uh, Horn to toot. Um, but yeah, they Warner Brothers came out on top with the color purple, Wonka, and Aquaman 2 all being the top of the box office for that season. And that's a pretty big deal. Um, Wonka's doing good. Color purple, I'm you know, not everybody's down for musicals, not everybody is knows the color purple, and not everybody knows the color purple musical. Uh, I did watch it and I thought it was fantastic. Um it's a great adaptation. I never saw it on Broadway or anything, but it was great. Um, but so Color Purple Musical was out, did a good job. Um, on a note for Aquaman 2, though, Aquaman 2 uh, is doing better than originally predicted. But still not to the full space of where it needs to be. Um, Aquaman 2 had a... $200 million budget, and then a $100 to $150 million advertising budget. I think it's crazy that movies will spend like more than half of their budget to also do the advertising. I get it needs to happen, but still, yikes. Um, but so Aquaman is currently sitting around the $265 million mark, and to be clear and profitable... Uh, it needs to make 300 to 350 million. So we'll see where that goes and see how it ends up being. But uh, that being said, Aquaman it too is doing better. Uh, also, in some news just for entertainment's sake, uh, there if you are a parent or you just like whimsy and childish things or childlike things. Ten new episodes of Bluey drop on July 12th. And I know that's what you came here for. You wanted to know when you could get more Bluey. And it is going to be on July 12th. Uh, Marvel's uh, spinoff show that will tie in the Hawkeye series to the new Deadpool series, uh, Echo, um, will further tie them together, um, drops on January 9th. And... Uh, Unlike other Disney Plus series, uh, it's going to drop all at once. So all episodes will drop on January 9th, and you'll be able to check that out. Um, this is one of those shows that has not gotten a lot of voice. Um, 
in terms of marketing and advertising. Uh, it did help a new comic look line start for the character. Um, but uh, if you're just down with some gritty, born supremacy style action or born legacy, whatever um, style action, and you like seeing Vincent D'Onofrio as the kingpin, which you should, uh, then you're going to be able to get that chance with this coming out uh, this upcoming week. So that's Echo on January 9th. New episodes of Bluey on January 12th. And uh, yeah, that's been pretty cool. Um, one thing that's been pretty neat to see, uh, at least for me, is the... I know that we're all in a place of where Marvel is ups and downs and things like that. Um, but I, I like to see that we're, we're still going. We haven't given up on everything. Um, and the Thunderbolts movie is in production with... Uh, I mean, the cast is kind of stacked, but one of the things that was happening with the Thunderbolts is that we were getting a live action version of the Sentry. Um, the Sentry is effectively a, a more powerful Superman uh, with uh, some light and solar abilities. Uh, kind of a mix of Adam Warlock and Superman. I think that's a fair assessment. Um but the century the century was being portrayed originally cast in the thunderbolts by Stephen Yoon who you may know as Glenn from the walking dead or Mark from invincible or uh uh the main male lead from the show beef on Netflix uh Stephen Yoon was cast as the century and Stephen Yoon has had to exit the project due to scheduling conflicts so Stephen Yoon will not be playing the century and the Thunderbolts, but he did uh, exit with the statement that he does want to join the Marvel family at some point. So it won't be as Sentry, but he does hope to join the Marvel family soon in that capacity. So that's a thing. Um, so we've got Warner Brothers. We've got uh, doo -doo 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 -doo. Bluey and Echo. We've got Steven Yoon. All right. Going through my news roster of stuff that we're talking about. Um, one interesting thing, and I think this is uh, probably the most buzzworthy thing that's happening currently internet-wise uh, in the last 30, 40 hours. Um, Shannon Sharp, uh, who, if you are a fan of sports or football, um, hosts a podcast now. Um, and, you know, he... Also used to do a podcast with uh, Skip Bayless, um, Undisputed, and um, he's just a good commentator. He's a good interviewer. He's a good host. And um, he did a podcast this week with Cat Williams, the comedian. And um, apparently uh, watching some interviews with Shannon after he did the podcast, um, there was 30 minutes before they started rolling, before they started the podcast, where Kat was just already going off. But uh, the podcast is two hours and 46 minutes long of Cat Williams uh, going off just on everyone and everything, telling uh, secrets about people stealing uh, jokes and material, beefs in the Hollywood industry, um, his opinions on the Jonathan Major situation, um, from everything to his relationship to Prince, 
to talking about God and the gospel and God's provision to uh, talking about worth ethic, work ethic and making, uh, you know, use of the quality of your life. Uh, you're going to see if you are on TikTok or other video based uh, mediums, you're going to see a lot of quotes and comments and things like that from this Cat Williams interview. And um, just throwing it out there, it's there's some poignant stuff in it. Obviously, it's not going to be all. It's not going to be all the most profitable or uh, wise in terms of what is being said, but genuinely it was uh, there was some wisdom and there was some profound stuff in it. Um, I haven't made it through all three hours of it, but literally on my TikTok feed, every other video is a Cat Williams quote from this thing. And it's just surprising. Um, you know, some of the stuff that was said. Yeah. Um. So on in nerd news, well, this is all nerd news. We're we're here together. Um, in nerd news, Tetris has finally been beaten. Uh the game of Tetris, which we all know, all love, the OG Tetris, was finally beaten by a human. Now, Tetris has been beaten before, which when and by beating, there's not like an a like an end, a game over screen or anything. There's a kill screen of what happens when you reach as far as Tetris can go. And a young man named Blue Scooty, uh, which is, uh, I think it's his you know, gamer tag or whatever, um, but a young 13-year-old man named Blue Scooty beat Tetris for the first time. It was streamed. It was live. Um, there's no shenanigans about it. Um, he beat Tetris, and he's the first human to actually beat Tetris. Um, and that's a pretty cool accomplishment. And, you know, he there's a lot of press for him right now and everything. Um, a sad note with it, though, is that he lost his father the week before Christmas um, or like December 14th. And so he lost his father. And then the the championship, the when he played this round of Tetris, he dedicated it to his father um prior to hand. So just it's a it's a sweet story. Um I hope it'll get it made into a TV movie at some point or something. Um but you know I just I just think that's neat. But uh that's one of those things you always see like you know if you watch the show Chuck or some other nerd content where somebody beats a game to the point they get the kill screen. I want to say that that was um they did that in Chuck for Missile Commander that they had to get to the kill screen or if you've read the book of Ready Player One um to get advanced in the story of ready player one, you had to actually get the kill screen on Pac-Man or miss Pac-Man. Um, can't remember. I haven't read the book in a while, but that being said, that's pretty cool that a 13 year old kid could beat Tetris. I remember, I mean, I've been gaming my whole life and I entered and competed in the blockbuster video game championship when I was 13 and I won for my region. Uh, we had to play NBA Jam, Clay Fighter Tournament Edition, and the Ninja Turtles Mortal Kombat style fighting game. Uh, Ninja Turtles Tournament Edition. Um, John, I hope you have a good day at work, bro. Um, my friend John popped in. He's got to go to work, but uh, check it out later. Um, but yeah. 
this kid won Tetris at 13 and, you know, I just, that's just a cool accomplishment. Proud of him, excited for him. So, uh, blue scooty, if you want to check him out, read up any stories on that. Um, in another weird note, uh, if y'all are aware of how public domain works, once a property has existed for a certain amount of time without being contested, without the proper copyrights and things, filing and stuff, uh, you know, you have 75 years before something becomes public domain. And uh, if you'll remember last year, uh, Winnie the Pooh became public domain. Um, and we ended up with things like Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, like the horror movie. Um, and so public domain is a, it's a, it's a thing that if all your T's and I's and stuff don't get crossed and dotted the proper way, um, then you end up with stuff. So this past week or this week itself, uh, Mickey Mouse became public domain. Now, very specifically, Steamboat Willie and the mini from Steamboat Willie became public domain. Uh, there's also one short that came after Steamboat Willie uh, that is not public. That is now public domain as well. But literally, black and white Mickey Mouse without the gloves is now public domain. And the day that it was announced, they also announced that there were no less than two Steamboat Willie horror movies in production. And so that means you can use Steamboat Willie and stuff. You can't go using like Mickey Mouse Clubhouse or anything. Um, but Steamboat Willie and Winnie the Pooh are now both public domain and can be used freely. Um, so that's pretty neat. And I know that kind of feels like a lapse on Disney's part, but you know, they're not lacking. They'll be okay. Um, but it's just an interesting concept that, you know, you've got 75 years before a work goes in that capacity. So see just a couple more things to share. Uh, if you are a gamer, uh, specifically I uh, am an Xbox person have been for a long time. I'm not anti PlayStation. I've just not bought a PlayStation um, money. Like I can't randomly drop $500 on two different systems. Um, when the Xbox series X came out, uh, people said it looked like a refrigerator. So Xbox leaned in, uh, on the joke of them being a refrigerator and they actually made an Xbox series X refrigerator it was sold for 39 99. It was like a mini fridge to go buy your gaming stuff. And they had a <laughs> Xbox series X mini fridge. It was cute. Officially this week, um, Xbox Series X, you know, when they changed their design a little bit, um, people start saying it looked like a toaster. So guess what? Xbox has leaned in and they have now officially dropped the Xbox Series X toaster. And you can pick it up at Walmart right now. Uh, Google it, check it out if you care, but you can pick up your own Xbox Series X toaster because I, <laughs> I don't want that kind of anxiety in my life where I walk in the kitchen and think, oh no, my gaming system's in the kitchen. Why? Um, next to the coffee pot or something. I don't want that. Um, but the Xbox Series X toaster is now an official thing and you can pick it up at Walmart. Um, if you've also been following, speaking of like kitchen related items, uh, if you um, have been following the stuff with the Stanley Cups, not hockey, 
Um, but the tumblers, the cups that people are uh, using and getting in frequency, uh, this week, there were brawls and fights and kerfluffles across the country at Target uh, because they were releasing the Valentine's Day themed Stanley Cups. Uh, and these Valentine's Day Stanley Cups, they're just red, um, but they go for $49.99 and there were lines out the door, people fighting, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and you know, people want to, you know, here, I don't necessarily even care about the cup thing. My, I think my daughter got one for Christmas. Um, and you know, it's the cool thing for her little click and of teenagers to use or whatever. But here's what I'll say is this. I don't, I just want to, you know, this, this is me talking. This is not like news. Um, we all, I think we always have to be cautious when our first thought is to be negative about something we don't enjoy or understand um because if our first thought is to respond negatively when somebody else is passionate about something um we end up hurting feelings and alien alienating people um i mean the same thing could be true for pokemon for harry potter for doctor who for anime for whatever it is if we're just intentionally negative when somebody gets something passionate listen even if it's passionate about something stupid if 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 somebody finds some joy in being passionate about something, even as silly as a cup, let them be passionate. Let them, because a lot of people go through their day without feeling any joy, without feeling any excitement, without feeling any spark of life. And if they can get excited about a cup, let them be excited about a cup. Uh, scripture tells us to uh, weep with those who weep, to mourn with those who mourn, to rejoice with those who rejoice. And if you know somebody that's happy about their little cup, cheers. <laughs> like <laughs> congratulate them on it. Um, but let's, let's be careful not to find reasons just to poo poo on things that make people smile. Um, uh, as Abed from community States, uh, I guess I just like liking things and I'm just happy when people can actually enjoy stuff. Um, but in a turn of just like news of finances and such, uh, Stanley, you know, who was mainly for construction workers and hikers and hunters and stuff for years. This past year of 2023 uh, is estimated $750 million profit on their cups because of the uptick of social media and influencers and stuff like that hyping these cups up. So that's kind of interesting that, you know, they didn't change their product other than color. Um, and that's kind of popped up. Um, one nerd slash wrestling thing or two wrestling things, one nerd wrestling thing. Uh, if you are a fan of wrestling, uh, The Rock returned, uh, this past week and in the process also effectively announced that he is making a run for Roman Reigns. So, uh, he made a reference that maybe, he should sit at the head of the table. So um, calling out Roman Reigns in that capacity. So if that's anything you care about, um, it's there. Um, I have not sat down to watch wrestling in forever. I see TikToks. Um, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. But also in another nerd-related news, a wrestler that I am not very familiar with up front 
um, John Moxley. I know he's a name in wrestling. I know that he, you know, I recognize his name. John Moxley is wrestling in a uh a wrestling federation in Japan. And uh they had a big pay-per-view event in Japan this past week, and John Moxley came out to wrestle in a red hood outfit. Um he had the domino mask, like red facial mask of uh Jason Todd, specifically designed leather jacket, gloves, the whole deal. So uh John Moxley came out to the ring fully dressed as the Red Hood. Um and you can find a fair amount of pictures and stuff like this. It's not really clear and he only wore it until he started wrestling. But I love the Red Hood. He's one of my favorite characters and just seeing that was I think it was a pretty neat experience with that. Um, so John Moxley came out to uh, wrestle as the Red Hood. And then uh, just on a Jesus nerd note, um, this weekend is the Passion Conference. Um, if you are familiar with that, it happens uh, this time every year in Atlanta. And some of the biggest names in uh, speaking and music and worship and things like that will go in there it's they fill the did not turn my notifications off i apologize they fill the entire atlanta falcon stadium from head to toe full of young people like youth group through college age mainly college age and they have this big conference i went uh in 2020 it was a life experience um but that is going on now um but you know, if the, any of that interests you, you can check out uh, live streams of that and some of the sessions and things like that. We'll obviously be on YouTube and things like that a little bit later. Um, but there's some really good content that usually comes out of the Passion Conference and uh, usually kind of like it sets the tone for where uh, contemporary worship music is heading for the year. Um, you'll see clips from the messages and stuff popping up at a lot of places. Um you know, just so if you're interested in some uh, spiritual content in that capacity, you can check out the Passion Conference. But also another note, um, when I was a teenager, uh, one of the top Christian artists was a woman named Rebecca St. James. Uh, she was a Australian vocalist. Um, and she was like when I was youth group age. Rebecca St. James was the stuff. Everybody liked Rebecca St. James. She was cute. Um, she was sweet. Um, her music was good. Australian accent was neat. Um, what I didn't realize is that Rebecca St. James' little brothers are the dudes from King and Country who are now one of the top folks in Christian music um, and for movie soundtracks, for partnering with Dolly Parton on stuff like King and country are like top dogs in their field right now. And I never realized that they're the same family as Rebecca St. James just never tracked with me. So I think that's really cool. So Rebecca St. James and for King and country are the same family. Why am I bringing all this up? I'm bringing all this up because there's a movie coming out. Right, Alicia? I didn't know that. Um, dude, that freaking blew my mind. Um, but uh, there is a movie coming out about their family. Um, specifically about their mom. Um, and I just think that's bananas. 
Um, so, uh, yeah, there's a movie coming out. I'm trying to check the release date in April. Um, I just saw the uh, announcement for it. There's a movie coming out in, in April called Unsung Hero. And Unsung Hero is the movie about their mom and their family coming from Australia to America and her kids growing up to become giant musicians. Um, who knew? Um, and so I just thought that was a, uh, really neat, uh, <laughs> thing that happened. Um, so also just to say this, uh, speaking of inspirational, uh, films and things and stuff like that, um, Alan Richson, who is the star of the show Reacher. He was also Raphael in the kind of creepy looking Ninja Turtles movies. Um, he, um, <laughs> he was, a uh, Aquaman in Smallville. He was Hawk on the Titan show. And I say all this to say, um, he also has done a Christian-based film uh, with Hilary Swank called Ordinary Angels um, about a dad trying to raise... Well, I guess he's not trying to raise... A dad who is trying to spend time with his five-year-old daughter who's probably dying. And Hilary Swank comes in as a charitable woman who's trying to shake things up and help pay for this family's medical experiences. And it's a Christian based film. And um, yeah, that's coming. So the dude who's literally choke slamming people on Reacher right now and who is in the A-list talks to be the next Batman. Um, you're a nerd, Chris. And I love you. Um, uh. But the guy who plays Reacher is in, <laughs> who's literally, he's in the front running to be Batman. So I'm excited about that. Um, that would be fantastic. He's about to release next month a warm and fuzzy tearjerker uh, film with Hilary Swank. And um, that proclaims the gospel. And uh, in one of his interviews, Alan Richson actually you know, went all in about how important the gospel was. And if you actually search his name with faith and fandom, I posted the interview um, where he talked about how important the gospel and the, the Christian messages and stuff like that. So I thought it was pretty neat. So that's it. Um, that's the news that I had for uh, this week. I hope you've had a great week. And let me just uh, also say this. Adulting is hard. Um, I've talked to a lot of friends this week. Um, who were just going through hard adulting. Let me just say, you've made it this far, and I'm proud of you for making it this far. Uh, if you've made it to this point in life, that means you've survived a lot of things nobody knows about. Uh, you've endured a lot of stuff that you probably didn't expect, and you're here. I want to say congratulations. I will rejoice with you. that I, would, I will raise the Stanley Cup I don't have. Um, but... I'm excited you made it this far. Um, God's not done with you. So thank you for sticking it out for the good days, the bad days, and everything in between. And just thank you for being a part of it. Um, just lastly, the 
obligatory uh, plugs of things before I bounce. Um, book nine is currently being edited, and my editor tells me I'll have it like this weekend. I don't know if I believe him, um, but he tells me I'll have it this weekend. Um, the comic book that we've been working on is very close to done. Like I've out of the 24 uh, pages um, of the comic book, uh, 22 are done. I'm just putting words and text and stuff like that with it. Um, and before we bounce, I want to take a moment to thank our Patreon supporters. And uh, just say thank you. So uh, Jamie Montgomery, Matthew Coleman, Jonathan Herman, Ron Petit, Tesh Norton, Scott Ward, Alicia Benson, uh, Candace Davis, um, Alicia Glenn. Alicia, your your Patreon still says Benson. Um, uh, Candace Davis, Jay Sheed, Jillian, uh, Jason Crutchfield, Mike Perna, Todd Turner, John Jacobs, Zach Harris, Caleb Grimm, Jeanette Skaggs, Chris Poirier, uh, Jason Bullock, Christina Ray, Sarah Lewis, Patrick Gale, Rebecca Godlove, Adam Davis, and I'm going to throw Deborah Lanham in there as well because um, people support in different ways. Um, but thank you all for being awesome supporters because a couple dozen of you helps literally make everything else that we do possible. Um, Girl, Alicia, uh, Alicia says, so does my driver's license, and she's been married five years. Um, every time I'm doing Patreon stuff, I literally have a headache. I was like, is it Glenn or Benson? Because like I'll see it and I'll get confused. Um, y'all, the y'all support literally makes everything possible because um, paying an artist remotely fairly for 28 full pages of art. And paying an editor and stuff like that, and just the cons I've got coming up, I my family literally couldn't do it right now financially. Um, and you've helped make all of that possible. So thank you for all that you do. Uh, thank you for taking time to listen uh, and let me be your pseudo source of nerdy news that really doesn't matter. Um, but I appreciate y'all, and I'm grateful for it. So. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. I hope that God blesses you in powerful ways. Um, spend some time in his word. Um, enjoy watching something. You know, I just hope you have a great weekend. Um, God bless you guys, and I will see you soon.